Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hello, hello, hello. What is new with you? Well, my friends, what is new with me is I got back in the pool and swam this last week. <laughs> well, for those of you who may be shocked that I swam or what is the news, I haven't been in the water since August of 2019 when I was in Australia, when I was down under. So it's really big news. It was the first time I dove in, I swam. It felt so, so good to be back in the water and to notice things that I either forgot or didn't pay attention to. And it was the sound of the bubbles blowing big bubbles and hearing it sound. And I felt like Dora in Finding Nemo. So it was really fun. And I got to get in a couple times this week and swim and it just felt lovely. I think I've decided that I'm a warm weather or hot weather swimmer only. I've done my share of time of swimming in the cold and I'm not very interested, but there's nothing like swimming at the end of a hot day when the sun's kind of going down and diving in and taking off all the weight of the world and being in the water. So if you have a chance, my invitation for you is go for a swim and blow big bubbles and hear it in the water. Being around people, but head in the water is one of the most peaceful experiences. And it was so lovely to be back. Today I'm talking about compartmentalizing. And the reason I'm talking about this is that we've learned how to survive, but my friend, there's really a better way. And we've learned how to survive, many of us, by compartmentalizing. It's not a word that I use, but I've been noticing it a lot amongst people. And especially as we're getting through this global pandemic and COVID and the aftermath of it, and we're starting to see people who have been pushing things down. And it's really, really important to understand the differences of what we can do instead of surviving and moving into thriving. And that's my intention for you today is to be able to thrive because there really is a better way. So in today's show, I'm going to talk about compartmentalizing what it is, how it's protected you, and then what we can do instead of compartmentalizing. So in psychology, compartmentalization is defined as a defense mechanism where someone suppresses their thoughts and emotions. So compartmentalization is a defense mechanism. It protects us, especially before until we have the skills that we don't need to protect ourselves, where we don't have to be defensive. We don't have to armor ourselves up. Remember, armor is the protection that we use, that we put on to keep ourselves safe. And the problem is over time, when you think about having armor around your heart, it weighs us down. It's exhausting. And while it may have worked over time, it's actually a burden. And so one of the things that becomes really important is to 
not be defensive. It's about being aware and instead cultivating the lives that we want. The other thing about when we compartmentalize is you have the potential to blow, right? When you're stuffing things down, when you're putting it aside, you're saying you'll deal with it later, it's going to build up and build up and build up. And you may find yourself getting really mad, getting really angry, having rage, blowing up, blowing up at somebody else that's not even a part of the scenario. Or maybe you're experiencing that. Maybe you're on the experiencing side of somebody else who's been compartmentalizing and then they offload their pain to you. So none of that is pleasant and it's really, really painful to be a part of. It's a storm. It's an emotional storm that we go through when there is at some point a consequence. For some people, the consequence of compartmentalizing, maybe the internal dialogue, the self-sabotage, the, you know, not taking care of oneself and then the health ramifications. As you look around as a compassionate observer, notice where you're seeing potential blowups. I'm seeing a lot more, especially after the past 15, 16 months that we've been going through, people are exhausted, we're tired, and there's been a lot of stress and a lot of getting through. And so people may have used compartmentalizing as a way to survive. But here's the thing. There really is a better way. There really, really is. And I understand this compartmentalization can help protect you. And you may be saying, but Corinne, this is safe. This is my go-to strategy. It works for me. And I understand that. And Because it worked for you doesn't mean it's going to continue. And then remember, the blowing up is really, really quite painful. The other thing that happens when we compartmentalize is that we shut down our own emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is our ability to be self-aware. It's about managing ourselves, paying attention to our thoughts and our feelings and being able to manage it and have social awareness and being able to connect with other people. And we want to be able to have that connection. We want to have this emotional intelligence. And when we compartmentalize, we're not cultivating our emotional system. And so we're emotionally unavailable. And oftentimes the other thing I see is people being emotionally disconnected with themselves and really putting pain aside, physical pain aside, and creating some harm as well. So what we want to do, well, <laughs> you're not, you're like, no, Kren, I don't want to. I want to compartmentalize. It's safe and it's secure. I get it. But what works better long-term for all of us is to learn how to move through our feelings. And so the one invitation, the first place to start is to give yourself permission to feel your feelings. And I understand my clients never want to feel their feelings, especially when they first come to me, they're feeling shame. They're not feeling it. So they're either hiding away or they're approval whoring or they're gladiating, usually beating the crap out of themselves so that they can disconnect from shame. But none of those things feels good either. So instead, the invitation is for you to feel your feelings. And what I can share with you that's worked for myself and for all of my clients that I've worked with over the last 11 or so years is it will be okay. We can feel all the feelings and we can be okay. My clients are really good about feeling shame now and they have learned how to move through it instead of having shame take them down. 
and shame is a master emotion. So being able to feel your feelings and move through it is the strategy instead of compartmentalizing and suppressing our thoughts and our emotions. So feeling your feelings. What I'd like you to do is identify what you're feeling. What is the feeling that you are feeling? What's the feeling of this emotion? Where are you feeling it? What is it? Label it. And it's really important. Part of having resilience is the ability to name 30 to 40 emotions. And this client once that she used to like to say, I feel like dirt. (laughs) And I'd often say to her, dirt is not a feeling. And this week I was coaching a client and he said, I feel like I don't have a voice. That's not a feeling. That's a thought. That's a story we tell ourselves. And what's the feeling that dials up when we feel that? Notice what's the emotion in your body? What are you feeling? Being able to label it. We have that feelings menu, which you can download on our website. So then getting clear about where do you feel it in your body? And for those of you that remember, Brene once asked on my show about, and we'll put the link in the show notes to that interview about vulnerability and shame, but she talked about, you know, her being able to understand the physical sensations of shame and she knew what they were and that helped her identify it. And then actually, instead of shame being this master emotion of taking you down, when you can identify it, when you're like, oh, this is what I'm feeling, it's actually a lot easier to move through. So everybody's shame symptoms, they're going to maybe be different where you're going to notice in your body. There's not a right or wrong. It's about you being able to identify where do you feel it in your body? What does it feel like? Is it fast? Is it slow? Is it hard? Is it soft? Is it prickly? When you feel the feeling, do you notice a color? Some clients do, some clients don't. It's okay. The more that you can start to understand what the feeling is, the more awareness you're creating for yourself. And this is really key in being able to identify. To this day in 2021, I ask myself, Corinne, what are you feeling right now? And I may notice that I'm trying to avoid something or I'm trying to not feel something because none of us want to feel like I don't want to feel these feelings. I understand the importance of it. And I understand the importance of it and how being able to identify it and feel it, I can move through it versus sucking it up and pushing it down, compartmentalizing. So identify what you're feeling. What is the feeling of this emotion? Where do you feel it in your body? And my friend, Be patient with yourself. It's not a light switch. You're creating a connection in your body. So think of it like you're creating the wiring in the walls. We all want to just turn on the light switch and know what the answer is and have the right answer, which can be perfectionism. But being able to cultivate and develop this language and connection with yourself, it takes time to develop. It's okay. And because you're developing the ability to feel and to move through it, I remember the first time I gave myself permission to cry and I had to overcome because when I was 11 years old and I was crying one day and my mom shot that down and her message to me was, you're not allowed to cry, cry at my funeral. And so because of that, because of being an athlete, you know, being a female, like women shouldn't cry. That's really weakness. I learned how to compartmentalize and push things down. And so when I first started cultivating emotions inside of me, 
It was scary. Like I'm going to let myself cry. And there's also a place to do it. Right. So I, I think about that. Where is it okay to cry? Where it's not. And that comes down to the rule of have they earned the right to hear my story? Have they earned the right to hold space for my emotions? Is this a safe space for me to unpack my emotions? And this is where it's different than compartmentalizing. Compartmentalizing is the pushing down, pushing away versus like right now I'm feeling this, I'm going to unpack it, but I'm not going to unpack it right here. And it's not compartmentalizing. It's just about getting myself to the place where I can unpack it. The image that's coming to my head is a bit TMI, but it's kind of like when we need to go to the bathroom and we can hold it. It doesn't mean we're pushing it down. We're aware of it, but we're needing to get to a bathroom, or at least I am. I really like a clean toilet. That is just the way I like to do it. I know there's some, some of you that are great squatters. That is not me. So if we want to think of it in that way of you can feel your feelings, it doesn't mean you have to act it out. The other thing that can happen is I can be in a meeting in a workplace and go, what am I feeling right now? I'm feeling really sad. I'm feeling anxious right now. Okay. I don't have to act it out. I can recognize it and I can identify it and talk with myself and own what I'm feeling. Brene says, owning your story and loving yourself is the bravest thing you can do. And really owning your story, owning your feelings, feeling your feelings is very, very brave, my friend. So give yourself patience and time to cultivate this system. We have this feeling system that we have not been taught. We have not had the space to do. We're often really busy and we've been in this, our doing systems. So giving yourself that ability to practice and cultivate this within you, this is really, really powerful work for yourself. One of the things that I learned from Joe Bolte-Taylor, and we'll put a link to that interview in the show notes as well. And she's the one that wrote my stroke of insight. She had a stroke when she was 37 years old. And one of the things that Jill taught me was our feelings really last 90 seconds. The emotions that we have, what perpetuates them is we're really good storytellers. And like, especially if you're like me, really good story fondler, wrapping that story around and around and around. And that's what keeps that feeling state alive. But emotions are like the ocean waves. They come in, they roll out. They come in, they roll out. Some are bigger and harder than others. And think about that. Like I have cried. I mean, there have been times that I have cried for say 20 minutes, which seems like a really long time. And in that there was some deep, deep cries. And then there was some not crying and there were some deep, deep cries and some not crying. And there were some gentle cries in that 20 minutes. So while I cried for 20 minutes, it wasn't a constant stream of tears. There was a lot of different variations of the different emotions. And when you are able to do that, one of the things with my practice of feeling emotions and my clients feeling the emotions is that what actually happens instead of compartmentalizing and pushing these emotions down, what happens is you're able to move through it. So my invitation for you and go ahead and, you know, tag us on Instagram or send us an email and let us know. But when you feel your feelings, identify it, understand where it is in your body, what does it feel like, or able to label it, you're able to release the feeling. And my invitation for you is to notice how you feel afterwards. 
There are times that yes, I get emotionally drained because there's been a lot of output, but then how do you feel maybe a week later, a few days later? I get it. We have learned to protect ourselves and armor ourselves up and we don't want to feel our feelings because they're uncomfortable. I understand that. But I often ask my clients, but how are you feeling right now by pushing these feelings down, by compartmentalizing, by wearing this armor? And really, the very thing that we don't want to feel, we're feeling right now by avoiding, by hiding away, by the self-hatred that we're filled with, or the self-loathing, or the way we talk to ourselves. So being defensive, compartmentalizing, pushing these feelings down is just too costly. Remember, emotions are data points. They're data points. It's information. And most of us have not developed this emotional system. We are comprised, each of us as humans are comprised of three systems to fully function. There's our doing system, which we're really, really good at. It's the doing, the achieving, right? And I talk about that often here. My clients are really good. They're overachievers really good at doing, 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 because we think we're going to feel better because the promise we've all bought into is once I achieve, I will then feel better. I will feel worthy. It's the big lie because we wind up getting on this hamster wheel. And I talked about this a bit last week and last week's show about you being proud of yourself. And then there's the thinking system, which we've been working on in terms of our mindset. What are the stories we tell ourselves? Is what I'm saying true? You know, am I lying to myself? Am I telling myself the truth? What's the programming that I've been a part of, the cultural programming, our family of origin programming? What are the messages that I have allowed myself to live by? And are they really true? What is it I believe, right? That's the thinking system. And then the other is our emotional system. What am I feeling? What's going on inside? But because it's not concrete, because it's not something we can put and be tangible, we disregard it this emotion system is really, really important because we want all three systems. That is what allows us to really use our emotions and to let us know, hey, I'm really in danger. This is something that's dangerous or hey, I am safe or I get to love me today. I get to be proud of me today. I choose to be proud of me today. So our emotion system is where we want to really work on cultivating. Remember, Emotions are data points. And when we can look at it that way, we can feel our emotions, understand them and move through them and release them instead of pushing them down. That is my invitation for you to go and play with, give yourself permission to mess up, to make mistakes, to feel uncomfortable. And then you start to learn how to become comfortable with the uncomfortable and you can feel shame and it not take you down. You can feel fear and check in. Am I really in danger or am I really being good at dress rehearsing tragedy? Most of us are really, really good at dress rehearsing tragedy to ignite our adrenalines, to get us moving. The problem is the last year and a half has been really, really challenged and we don't really have much left in our adrenaline. So We want to come from a place of love and compassion instead of fear and shame. That is my invitation for you. Until next time, I'm smiling big for you. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you 
to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting, never been sold.